Hello and welcome. I'm Heidi Albertieri from the Lifestyle Edit. Thank you for joining us for another Rosé Friday where we take the afternoon off to have creative conversations over a cheeky glass of rosé. So go grab your rosé while I introduce you to today's wonderful guest. Hello everyone. Happy Friday of a long weekend. Glad to see you and I'm glad to see the end of another week. Um, how exciting. We're here for Rosé Friday uh, where we have creative conversations over a glass of rosé with amazing people. Hello everyone that's joining us and jumping in. I'm Heidi from the Lifestyle Edit, digital content agency based now in Kuti. Um, we do a session on Fridays called Rosé Friday where we meet amazing people and if you want to watch them, you can go to our website. It's thelifestyleedit.com.au. We've got a heap of uh, past podcasts that we've done. And today we've got a special guest. We're speaking to Ariana from, excuse me, Basis Official. I'm just going to get Ariana in so we can go live. Now, Ariana has got an amazing business. It's basis.com, B-E-Y-S-I-S.com. Go and check it out. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Do you have a glass of rosé handy? I feel like I should be, yes. <laughs> this, the, the beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How are you today? So well. It's been a big week. It's actually really nice to end this way. Yeah, well, that's good. I know everyone's freaking out because it's a short week next week and we're trying to get everything done and crazy town. Yeah, it is. I think um, it's crazy. I think we all inevitably just bit five days into four when this happens. So it is crazy. But um, how's the team? Are they all right? You've been very busy getting orders and things out, I'm, I'm assuming. We are. I feel like a horrible boss, but they're still upstairs. I'm, I'm in the office right now and they're still up there going like crazy. So I, um, I promised them I'd take whatever I didn't drink back up to them after this. So... I know the girls love our Rosé Friday because when I'm filling my glass, they sort of hear the fridge open and they're all there with their glasses. It's awesome. That's <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. We're so excited to like, join you and actually have a conversation because Basis is a wonderful brand that we've come across a lot with the Lifestyle Edit. We're big fans of Basis and what you've created. Um, yeah. So it's so extraordinary to meet you and actually have you face-to-face -to, -face to get, hear more about your business. It's so funny, you know, because you're in this little bubble of like small business world and I think you just stop and don't actually realise that you are building something that people are familiar with. I still get uh, shocked and surprised when people say, oh, I know your brand because I'm like, oh, shit, we're just plugging away in the office and, you know, not necessarily aware how far our reach is. So it's good to know. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so great. So I've told everyone where to find you. Um, do you want to tell everybody a little bit in your own words what Basis is? Um, I guess Basis was kind of born out of almost like a love child. Um, we, uh, so my sister and a really dear friend of mine, um, we all kind of coincidentally came to a crossroads in our careers. Um, my sister and I had sold our business together. Um, our other dear friend had also just found herself in a, in a place where she was thinking about what to do next. And we were literally, it, it almost sounds like too coincidental to be true, but we were just on a walk one day in Coogee actually. And, um, and, 
and we we'd just been on a walk and we had these sort of crusty promo bottles in our hands that we had taken with us on this walk and we just sort of made the comment around how you know we actually can all make really small changes in our lives that can cumulatively make a really big difference when it comes to minimizing footprint but um you know for those of us that are a bit fickle and like nice things um there doesn't seem to be a lot out there in terms of things that have, have a design aesthetic but also you know have a sustainable bent to them and so we're like oh shit, it can't be that hard you know someone can be thoughtful in the design of something that still has like a an eco objective and so we thought what if we came up with like really strong design driven eco products that people can then you know put their personalized stamp on um and be proud to carry so that then it's not a function of you know making a choice to be sustainable or have nice things you can you know you can have them both so that's kind of where it came about amazing and so before basis you were a lawyer yeah <laughs> yeah I was. I was a really shitty one, actually, if I'm honest. Like, I, 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 think, I think I knew really early on. Like, I knew, I knew in uni that it, it just wasn't for me. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes in life you sort of you, you try and convince yourself that even though intuitively the path you're on is not necessarily the right one, that you just have to just sort of, you know, stay the course. So I didn't last very long. I was like five years in private practice and then another five years in-house before I said, you know what, I, I, it's just, this isn't me. Um, I'm not a creative person in terms of being artistic, but I do just have a, a love of, of making things. And so I think I thought, you know what, if I don't try this now, I'm never going to try. So yeah, just that's and that's, you know, so many of people who listen to our, um, you know, Rosé Fridays are those types of people deciding whether they should or they shouldn't or whether they should stick at their day job and, you know, just, you know, suck it up and keep going. So yeah. it's really you people who, you know, trusted their gut, I guess, and they're like taking a leap of faith. How yeah. does one, obviously, you know, you, you've got, you do you work with your sisters and your best friend? Are you business mm. partners? Yeah. So how do you go being a lawyer? You go, I'm so sorry. It cut out just then when you asked the question. Oh, sorry. I said, how does, how does one go from being a lawyer, obviously yeah. totally different, to, hey, girls, we're starting a business and this is what we're going to do? Like, what's that process like in between? Everyone must have gone crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, so with my sister and I, um, we, we had run a business together before. So we kind of had our training wheels had been taken off, but we learned the hard way um, that you really have to, I think, early in the piece, acknowledge each other's strengths and kind of stick to your lane. I don't think it's, it, it never works. I think the first time around, you know, she would weigh in on things I was working on. I would weigh in on things that she was working on and we weren't very productive and we would tread on each other's toes. I think you kind of got to, you've got to respect each other's sort of lane, um, yeah. work to the same goal. So I think we, we had kind of ironed out all of the, you know, the teething issues the first time around. So we were really blessed, I guess, that coming in the second time around, we knew all the reasons why we should you know avoid getting into each other's um into each other's space so but um my my yeah. husband calls my sister his second wife because we nice. spend so much 
together. <laughs> it's like we work together, we see each other on weekends, you know, it's, um, it's, it's intense. Yeah, and you've gone through, it's been going for quite some time now, so you would have navigated some really big life things in that time as well. Like oh babies my gosh. as well and marriages and things like that. Yes. Um, actually, we, we have shocking statistics in our family. Um, so my sister and I have been through marriages together in this business, both of us yeah. divorces together. I think yeah. uh, small business is like uh, gives a really good set of stormy conditions for, for divorce, clearly. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we, we are really surrogate mothers to each other's children as well, too. Um, Jess, right. the third partner she touchwood is uh happily married with two gorgeous kids too but i think the fact that we are all mums yeah. um really helps actually because i think in some ways where you know the first time around you know when you're in your 20s and early 30s you, you can give 13 hours 14 hours a day and not think twice but i think now we're all in different stages and it's like you know, there are other things outside of this that are more important. So we've got to be really, you know, respectful of that too. Yeah, and in doing so, you've got to create that strong foundation, right? That doesn't just happen overnight and miraculously you can all just, you know, step in and out when you feel like it. That takes a lot of work to create that space. So talk us yeah. through that, you know, years, you know, you've, you've grown and changed and, you know, you've developed yeah. how, you know, advice have you taken from people to get you through those stages or you know to set up your business and and make that really strong yeah that's a really good question Heidi I think um you know if I'm really honest I think we're in a there is a danger especially on social media right now that there are businesses being born out of selling the romantic side of small business and you know I don't know whether I'm not, I'm just a prime target, but every second ad for me in Instagram is like, you know, do this course to blow your minds and your margins and, you know, do seven figures, yeah. you know, one month. And, and I think there is a real danger about um, overselling the, the ease with which you can achieve that because it's actually not easy. Um, and it comes, it comes at a cost, right? You, you're, you're 20 years into your professional career and you have to go back to being the last person on the payroll. Um, yeah. In the beginning, being the one that potentially doesn't get to take home a salary because, you know, the other people that are there are there as your early supporters and they take priority. So um, yeah. I don't want to make out as if, like, we've sort of all held hands and skipped into the office and, and it, it has been really rocky at times. And I think yeah. the key... If you have enough trust in each other, um, you kind of have to just have faith that it all, it all comes out in the wash. You know, some weeks I know I've yeah. got obligations that take me out of the office and I hope that, the, I hope, they might be watching at home saying, what a crock of shit, but, um, you know, that, that I will pull my weight then subsequently and help to, like, carry the shoulder of the burden for the other two. So, I don't know. Yeah, I know. You're all grown-ups. If you have to leave work early, and make up the hour another time. I'm not going to micromanage you to make sure you've done it. Like, just yeah. do it. Or yeah. only you will, like, live with that. <laughs> like, yeah. Make the choice. So do it, yeah. Important. Definitely. 
Yeah. So did you receive any advice, you know, coming from your other business and you're a lawyer? What advice did you get from people? I'm sure there was a little bit flying around. Yeah, it was funny, actually. I, um, the, the unknowned firm that I left to start that, to start my first small business um, was a really big firm. Um, and um, if I'm brutally honest, uh, there was just a really high degree of scepticism, I think, about how probably stupid the decision was and how I would inevitably probably come back. And in fact, I had actually been told, you know, we can hold this role for 12 months for you, you know, thinking that maybe I was having some weird, you know, 27-year-old existential crisis and I was going to go crawling back. Um, so, but, but there was actually a couple of, uh, actually one of them was like a really incredible senior partner and she was probably the greatest champion and she had pulled me aside and she's like, you know, have you really done your homework with this? And I said to her, look, yes, I've like, you know, I, I showed her my business plan and, you know, showed her sort of what, what we were thinking and, and what risks I was taking. And she's like, and how strongly do you feel about it? I said, look, I, I think I can't say I'm like, I have high conviction, but I know I'm really going to kick myself if I don't give this a crack. And she said, well, in that case, she said, I just think you should just forget, block out what everybody else is saying and just, just go for it. So, and I think that, sorry. I think no, it's so, such great advice. Yeah, and she was. I think the other thing was too is that, um, you know, she had said to me as women, and I don't mean to like, you know, brush, taint us all with the same brush, but she said, you know, so often we, we put other people's priorities ahead of our own and we take in all these other factors into account that really don't have any, like, bearing on what is in our own best interest. So I think, you know, it's okay sometimes to to say, you know what, yes, that probably does mean I'm not going to have income security. And that probably does mean that, you know, I'm not going to have a traditional nine to five role, but, you know, I'm going to do it because I think it is in the best interests for the long term. And instinct you touched on there is really important, right? Running your own business, you know, obviously we can take lots of things into consideration in the, you know, and measures into consideration. But at the end of the day, if you're not trusting your gut, then, no. you know, that, it's no point. No, I completely agree. And this is probably way too overshare and totally off business topic. But um, I, I had never done therapy. And when um, I was going through a horrific time and sort of at this crossroads of dealing with some personal things that had sort of been the catalyst for my separation, um, I kept debating what I should do and was really driving myself crazy um, with weighing up, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And I, it was my sister actually who said to me, you know, you actually need to go and talk to somebody because you're clearly not, you know, you're not, you're not moving forward. Um, yeah. And I found this incredible woman who actually just said to me, she's like, you actually just need to sit and stop and you yeah. need to, literally she made me, she's like, you actually need to channel your gut because you are so out of touch with your instinct and yeah. I don't know if it was I don't know me in a weak moment but I actually thought to myself she was right I was really out of touch with my gut and yeah I literally made a call within the following week that um, I had to do and ever since then I think even when it comes to business so I'm more inclined to go with my gut 
Yeah, we have a client that we work with, and I, I, she's in Italy at the moment. I don't know if she'll be watching, but she um, talks about stop to start and okay. how we in our life where we've just literally just got to stop to reset, recalibrate, take it all in, check in with ourselves, and then start again, which is exactly what you've just done. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, and sometimes the truth's really uncomfortable. Sometimes what your gut's telling you actually goes against the grain of everything else that you think you should be doing. But you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's instinct, right? What was the worst advice you ever received? Obviously, you know that was a, a beauty that you got. Um, mm. Bad advice along the road. I mean, yeah, I I think. I mean, nothing monumental, I have to say. I, I think, um, I think, especially in small business land, you, you do have a lot of, there's this whole economy built out of advising small business. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to be so careful because a lot of those advisors are, you know, not necessarily any better equipped to give you the advice. And so, you know, if, if, if things aren't necessarily going perfectly, and you, you know, you, you sort of want to take on advice from somebody else. I think sometimes you can almost be a bit vulnerable to take it too literally. I mean, I, I had someone in the very beginning who had said to me, well, you know, have you done your business plan? I was like, yes. And they were like, well, listen, you know, this is the one and only chance that you get to really map out, you know, the course of the business for the first three years. And I mean, I was a bit green and naive and I was like, oh, you know, shit, I really got to make sure I stick to this. And I think that's, probably the worst thing you can do, especially in this day and age. I mean, oh. the landscape on, in January is so different to the landscape in June. If you were holding firm to anything, you would literally, you'd, you'd be down the toilet. Oh, we work in digital media. If we don't change every week, we're behind the eight yeah. There, You know, obviously we, we have a strategy that's overarching, but, you know, business these days has to be able to ebb and flow, you know, with with trends and with impact and with what's going on in the world and all those types of things. Because if we don't, we, we learned the word pivot, you know, over the last couple of years, if we don't pivot quickly, we're going to get left behind. So um, I'm all for a strategy and a plan. Yeah, like you said, you know, we have to adapt and ebb and flow and, and discuss things with our teams. Yeah. Do you find that a stress in the business that you can't really rest at any given point, especially in this space? Because it just, it's like mm. you yeah, get comfortable. Just, yeah. so. We've just made a couple of big changes, like a lot of brands at the moment. Like we've, you know, for us, obviously photo shoots had to stop when the pandemic happened. We couldn't get face to face. Um, so shoots were a massive part of our business. Um, so we couldn't shoot and then we had this massive studio and this massive office for our massive team and then all of a sudden we were losing clients left right and center and you know marketing is one of the first things to go and everyone was going crazy because we didn't know what was going on so we were just my thing at the time was just just sit still and just yep. let go crazy around us and we'll just keep going slow and steady wins the race was my was my mantra at the time and then coming out of it we haven't been able to go back to the old way of working and and how we used to and I was really unsettled and just not loving it at all ready to throw in the towel and go 
I'm running away to an island so no one can find me. And then I just had to adapt in a way that, you know, I'm old school. I'm much older than my team. My team are in their 20s. And, I, you know, I'm of the elk of you turn up at work and you get the work done and you go home when it's finished. And <laughs> later or 20 hours later, that's what you do. So, yeah. um, and I never expect that of my team, but I always expect it of myself. So I think... One of the things, the decisions I made for the business was I needed to keep the girls happy and I needed to adapt to the way that these young kids are used to working, which is half of the time at home, they want flexibility, but then they want to connect, you know, together. So we got rid of the big studio. We've got rid of the massive space. The girls have got a hybrid working environment where they work at home half the week and we've just... Um, got a new space in Coogee opposite the beach and it's an apartment and we've turned the apartment into a work from home TLSE office. Oh my God, so, that sounds... Yeah, <laughs> but six months ago, I would never have done it. No, and I'm with like, you actually. I, I think we probably work in really similar environments. Like I am senior to everybody else by a good 15 years and yeah. I think and I and I too also have that sort of old school mentality that you know you, you come together you do your time and then you leave and I think yeah. the thing I feel through the pandemic is like they actually are looking to you for assurance and even though internally I was like you know what the fuck is going on you still have to have front that it's okay guys like are we going to get through this and I, I sometimes did find it hard to present a, an optimistic front when you don't necessarily know what's going on yeah i think for the first time we've just you know gone totally off topic but for me first time i've ever gone and sat with the girls and said i don't know what the fuck we're gonna do like seriously yeah. i don't have a plan right now and yeah. i and so my plan is when we don't have a plan is that we just sit and yeah. see what we and then we make a choice and yeah. um and we i don't i'm not impulsive in um in things i'm i would say that i make quick decisions based on my gut but i would always trust that but i'm not impulsive so i don't i'm not erratic yeah. so for me to sit still is like really big and for me to say hey i don't know what we're doing we've yeah. got to make this as we go along is really big and i guess you know that's part of being the leader right you have to be vulnerable and you can't just walk the walk. You've got to talk the talk as well. I can't expect that from my girls and not do it myself. No, definitely. Although um, a uh, uh, part-time office by the beach uh, sounds like a pleasant <laughs> outcome. If that's, what, if, if that's what's come out of all of this, I think uh, it's been a good reinvention. Yeah, we're pretty happy. Actually, you know, we've all, this is the second week we've been in the office and one of the girls said to me this week, she goes, you know what, this is really good. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, good. You know, so see, you know, that the impact of your choices that you're making for the greater good of the business are actually having the desired effect. So, um, you know, there you go. Who would have yeah. thought? Who yeah. would have thought? So, um, <laughs> now, um, Obviously, we're, well, we've been on having a little chat for a while, but um, just because we have a lot of business, you know, startups and stuff coming to us. Yeah. What are the things that you think that you would, um, you should invest in when you're starting a business? Obviously, you know, when you grow, you've got to change things. But, you know, as a startup, you know, it costs a lot of money to set up. Where should the money go? 
That's a really hard question. And I feel like um, it, it probably is quite industry specific. Um, for me, I definitely have learned over the years that you actually can't be all things in the business. Um, obviously, when you first start up, you do have to wear all hats, but you can't sustain that forever. So I think um, certainly the first thing I would say would be as soon as you can afford good talent, like even if it feels like it's stretching you, the, the efficiencies and the productivity that you gain from, yeah. you know, stretching yourself a little bit um, to get the right person, I would, I would do that hands down, um, you know, time and time again. So I think um, good people would be number one. I think for those that are in the e-commerce space, I think it is incredible how different this, land, this landscape is compared to even five years ago. Um, yeah. There is an app for literally every function um, that you, you, you think of that you might need to do, whether it is to streamline your shipments, whether it is to communicate with your um, ambassadors or influencers, whether it is to you know, offer great customer service, someone out there who's incredibly smart has already come up with an off-the-shelf product. So I think spending time to research those things and invest in those things early because the earlier you get, you get those systems and processes in place, the, the faster, I guess, you can scale. So I would say those two things are things you just don't skimp on. You know what? Your yeah. digs might be shitty. And now in a post-pandemic world, like maybe you don't even need office at all. But I just, like, don't go for the bells and whistles. Like my, my sister, the business, the business partner, accountant, runs the tightest ship of all time. I can't even buy a bloody pen without her being like, I, you know, have you thought about this? So I think um, you do need someone in the business who's keeping an eye on those things because if it was up to me, we'd be, we'd be broke. Yeah, awesome. That's so good. And so now you've been, how long have you been in the business together now? Uh, so we started September 19. So it'll be three years in September. We're coming up to our third birthday. Oh, wow. Um, you guys have been yeah. around for Oh, no, I, I wish. It'll, it, it feels like longer than three years, but it's been three years. So, yeah. um, so you're babies as far as like your growth and development, really. Yeah. And I think part is that, um, you know, by the time we exited that first business, we'd been going for 10, 11 years. And so, you know, there's this weird point, which you can't often at the time realize you're going through it, but it's the point beyond which you're no longer startup and you are a going concern and, and, you know, you're, you're in a different phase of the business. Um, yeah. And I think I forgot, it's like, it's like pregnancy. I forgot how hard the first three years are. And so doing it again, I was like, Oh God, that's right. Like that is, that is, this is the bad bit. This is the hard bit. Um, so we're coming out of the, coming out of the pregnancy, I feel, um, which, which will be amazing, hopefully, as we continue to grow. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, if there's no pregnancy, it just means birthing of great things, which is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been so lovely to chat with you because, as I said, our circles have sort of crossed and our paths have crossed, but we've never actually connected. I'm so happy to have met you and chatted with you. Leave us with um, some words of wisdom. Have you got anything to offer? I, I feel like more of these where I can start spinning my pearls of wisdom. I don't. I mean, to be fair, um, I'm probably the butt of the joke in the office as opposed to the one who has uh, who has the the pearls of wisdom. But I feel like at the moment, 
it's not even business related. I just sort of feel like we're, we're going through the motions and we're, you know, making all these decisions and taking actions. And sometimes I think we're in our little bubble and we don't realize that our, our actions actually are affecting each other. We, we can affect each other. So I think, you know, in line with our ethos about sort of, you know, making small choices that can make a difference sustainably. I think we're, we're like global citizens, so we should start acting a bit more that way. Um, yeah, you know, for the good of all of us, not just for our own personal benefits, so. I agree, ditto to that, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, basis.com, B-E-Y-S-I-S.com, everybody, please go and grab yourself a beautiful water bottle or a personalised product there because they are so beautiful you can leave them out on your desk when you're at work because you're not embarrassed to have them out it's so lovely your products and um we can't wait to watch the journey continue because you're only three years very exciting thanks so much ariana awesome to meet you maybe next time we'll get the, you know the other two in yeah and so lovely to meet you too Heidi. i'm gonna like swing past could one of these days and please drop we can do this in person yeah, there's always rosé in the fridge. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's um, We're having a, a week off next week, so I'm off for a weekend away at our house in Stay Casita down at Jervis Bay. So I won't be joining you for Rosé Friday, but I'll be thinking of you anyway. We'll see you again in a few weeks. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye.